0: Welcome, everyone, to the Take It Home podcast. I'm your host, John LaRocca. Really excited about today's episode. I'm going to talk about a lot of different matches, from NXT UK to Wrestle Open to Action Wrestling, uh, a promotion I've never seen before. I just checked it out for the first time uh, just the other night. So saw some matches on there on, on a certain show, and I want to talk about that. Um, right now, there's like a big... Rainstorm coming down, and I don't know if you can hear the raindrops because uh, we have uh skylights in our house, and where I'm at right now, we have one, and, and it's 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 a relaxing sound when it hits the skylight. Like, I love hearing the rain, but I don't know how it's gonna come off on the uh, podcast, you might not even hear it at all, but um, uh, but uh, yeah, it's just uh, all of a sudden I'm very right before a quarter, like, what the heck's going on? I need to look at the weather, and I'm usually at That age now where I'm like checking the weather every day, you know, I don't a certain age, I feel like you always just check the weather, and that's where I'm at at this point in time in my life. Um, yeah, so, um, earlier this week, I tweeted out what I was going to talk about this week, and one of the things I mentioned was WXW, a, pre- a preview of WXW 16 karat gold. Then I started thinking about it halfway through the week, and I'm like, wait a second, when the show drops, WX- WXW is going to be on night two, you know? So, kind of unnecessary to preview it at this time. But I will say that WXW is live streaming 16 karat gold tournament for the first time. Um, so, I highly recommend uh, just ordering it checking out this tournament. It's the, one of the biggest tournaments of the year of the in professional wrestling. Um and wxw is a great job. Their streaming service, it's to uh, US money, it's $11.10. Um and you think about it, that's not even as much as a record ticket for one show is and you're getting three shows with that price plus Their streaming service, their WXW now on demand, has just content after content of former, of the old 16-carat tournaments of all their We Love Wrestling shows. I mean, going back to with stars like Brian Danielson, Chris Hero, Walter, Elia, um, a who's who's has gone through. WXW and WrestleForum, they got it all online there for you. So if you're a big wrestling fan, this is one of those services I think you'll really enjoy. And if you're a fan of really good professional wrestling, WXW is a good promotion for you. Like I love professional wrestling when it's presented as a sports presentation. Um, WXW can get wild, can get crazy, can get territory wrestling crazy at times if there's a big blood feud. But for the most part it's about the the entering. It's about competition. Um and they have really talented workers on the roster. I've been enjoying WXW as you've heard on the Take It On podcast. So next week I am going to do a full review all three nights of the WXW sixteen carrot sixteen carrot cold tournament and i'm really looking forward to it you know it's on uh for me it would be on the daytime right so but you know like today it's, it's friday as i recording is. i work all day i got three little ones so it's hard just to sit there and watch wrestling i gotta you know gotta keep my eyes and ears on the kids while they're, while they're playing they're still very very little so i'm gonna wait probably monday or tuesday just dive into wxw 16 Carat tournament and i'll talk about it next week and i'm really excited about it um jonathan gresham's in the tournament uh card is in the tournament um who else they have ace romero's in the tournament biff Busick was supposed to be a tournament but i believe he got covid so he had to be uh scratched from that card so they ended up getting a replacement and that replacement is a guy I've talked about before Marius Alani. he's a former WXW champion he's been away from the promotion since I believe it was October when he lost the championship to uh uh Axel Tischer and I don't know where he's been what's going on I heard a few things I mean I don't know but i was so happy to see he was a replacement for biff music and honestly i really like biff music i enjoy his work i enjoyed watching the his character oni Lorkin in nxt i loved his tag team with uh, danny birch i thought they were a great tag team but to me mario solani is is an upgrade because Marius Alani is just one of, those, one of those, guys, one of those wrestlers who just has that it factor, whatever that is. But you're just when he's on the screen, you're watching. You're you you know, you're not you're not looking at your phone. You're just watching because he just he oozes confidence. He's a talented worker, great promo. Um, so when I started watching WCW, in 2021, he was the guy I just gravitated to. Like, wow, oh, this guy's great. I got to continue to watch what he's going to do. He ended up winning the WXW Championship. And basically, 2021 was basically Marius alani's year in WXW. And I'm so glad he's back for this tournament. And I hope he's back from now on going from show to show. And because he is a superstar. He really is. So excited about that. So, again, I will be reviewing the WXW 16-karat gold tournament next week. Full review. As you can tell, my voice, I'm super pumped by that. And I'm super pumped about this show because I got a lot of great matches to talk about. Um, talk about matches that features NXT UK superstars. I'm talking talk about matches that feature indie superstars, up-and-coming young independent wrestlers. Um, I'm also going to take a look, as I mentioned this last week, my dream team of my announced team. I've been watching a lot of wrestling from many different promotions, United States to the European scene. And there are some talented individuals. We always talk about the workers, right? We talk about, you know, the wrestlers and this person and that person, this could be, this this girl, this, that guy, you know, like the people that kind of get forgotten about is the announce team. They're the voice, they the storyteller. So I'm going to talk about who if I was going to run a promotion again and who I have in those very important roles as a play-by-play and interviewers on the show. Because I want to give shout-outs to these individuals because they are really, really talented people who I think should be in... WWE, who should be in AEW. They are extremely talented, but they're doing great jobs for the promotions that they're in now. So, looking forward to talking about them. So, it's going to be a lot of fun. I am super pumped about this episode. Also, I want to talk about our Patreon real quick. Our Patreon, Fight Game Media Plus, it's $5 a month. It's only a cup of coffee. Give us a shot for uh, a month, and you'll get some great content. Gary Gonzalez from the Wrestling Observer uh, show with Dave Meltzer. Him and I do a retro 1998 Raw review, which is a lot of fun. We've been going, you know, week by week, following 1998 WWE F Raw. We're leading into WrestleMania. Shawn Michaels versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, Mike Tyson, all that. Check that out. We got a, we got MMA podcast on there. We got boxing on there. Uh, we got the Brace for Impact Patreon uh, show, which they get into all the dirt of Impact Wrestling. Um, and, you know, we got a, jo- a Joshi show, if you're into that, with Scott Edwards. So there's a lot of great content on there. And also, the Take It Home podcast special we had uh, uh, It was myself and Antonio Promise Thomas, former WWE superstar, talking about six great young talents Um, On the scene today, we break them down from a wrestler's perspective. We break them down from a booker's perspective. It was a lot of fun. And I think you're definitely going to enjoy that show. Now, let's get into this show. Take It on Podcast. I just finished. Ilya Dragunov defending his NXT UK championship against Nathan Frazier. And let me tell you. If you love wrestling. If you love hard-hitting wrestling, if you love action-packed wrestling, this is the match for you. It is the example of what modern wrestling should be. Um, you can still do a lot of great moves. You can still do a lot of high spots. But you got to make sense of it from the opening bell to the, to the final pinfall or submission. And these guys did a great job. Nathan Frazier, the former Ben Carter, who many saw for a couple weeks in AEW, then he quickly signed to NXT UK, and I remember seeing a lot of these people on the internet just, "Oh my God, why would he go to WWE? They're gonna just do nothing with him. He's gonna go to NXTK. No one watches that. Blah, blah, blah. He should stay in AEW." You know what? As a fan of NXT UK, as I as I watch it every week because the product is really good this was the best decision for this young kid, right? He goes to AEW, he's stuck on AEW Dark, he's working, he might be working a veteran here, he might be working another green kid, and you know, he'll get ring time, but he won't get that value experience that he's getting in NXT UK. With the PC, with their great trainers there, they're great, uh, beyond just the trainers of in the ring, and psychology, and helping him with his matches, and breaking down those matches, He's getting the weight training in the gym. His body has changed dramatically. This kid's a stud. And he's been bursting on the scene at NXT UK and he's been doing a great job. And you could tell, you know, Shawn Michaels is heavily, heavily involved with this brand. And you can just tell that Sean loves this kid because Sean, I think, kind of sees himself in this kid, at least the athletic, the athletic ability of Nathan Frazier definitely can. He reminds me of a young Shawn Michaels, and he's just been hitting it out of the park each and every time he wrestles. Recently, he—I I talked about the match with him and Walter, Walter's final NXT UK match, where you know Nathan Frazier loses, but he didn't—he lost the match, but ended up still winning. You could tell it was—it was, was a loss on the loss column, but a step ahead in his career. Same thing with this. Nathan Frazier, spoiler—he didn't win the NXT UK Championship. I'm sure many people didn't think he was going to win this match, but they told a great story. And at the end of this match, again, you're like, he didn't win here, but one day he will be NXT UK champion. Um, Ilya Dragunov, what a worker, man! I he, remember when I first saw Randy Savage? the the body language the charisma it was so unique and different than everyone else right he was kind of on the edge and I get the same vibe from Elia you know he's not as charismatic as Macho Man not as colorful as Macho Man I mean he's not you know he's not bland or anything Elia is a great personality he just he's ready for violence he's ready to defend his title defend the honor of his family like he's a great babyface. And this match here, they told a really simple story with modern wrestling moves. You have Ilya Dragunov, the hard-hitting champion, right? You have Nathan Frazier, smaller, high-flying, going to use speed and quickness to avoid the big strikes from the hard-hitting champion. And early on, right in the first few minutes of the match, Ilya is grounding Nathan Frazier. Every time Nathan Frazier gets vertical, he's taking him down. Some great, unique takedowns, which I really want to. I'm gonna. I don't I suck at doing gifts. I want to learn that one day because there's so many cool things I see. I just want to share with people, right? And I'm one of those people that still gets my iPhone out and holds the TV and pushes pause and records and send it to my my friends who are workers and like, hey, I think you could use this. And and uh, I'm gonna have to do that again just to kind of show these takedowns to. Uh, promise thomas i want to, I, I want to know the names of them it's just a simple takedowns and i've seen them before but it's been a while and so what's old is new again and it just just really good wrestling i, I was loving it so that as the match keeps going as Elliot is trying to you know drag it out he's not using strikes he's using just like i said his wrestling ability but nathan frazier finally gets to his feet is able to uh Bob and weave and avoid the, some of the big strikes for Nathan Frazier. And then he just gets caught. He gets caught. And finally, Elia is, now he's like, okay, I got to stop this kid. And the way I'm going to stop him is with punishment. Hard strike, slams, big slams. Because if he <laughs> can't move, how does he gonna get up and run around, right? So just really good stuff. Finally, Nathan Frazier hits uh, Elia in the arm. So that becomes a story of the match where Elia has this weakened right arm. That's one of his big offensive move. The big uh, – he calls it the uh, – his, like his twirly clothesline goes in the road. It's almost like a Nigel McGinnis clothesline. But the, he does the uh, Ray Mysterio nine and the Constantine, he calls it. They named it after his son. And he just delivers his clothesline. And, of course, he has a big chop. And, you know, they – so – so, Frazier's trying to take out that weapon. He's, he's constantly going to it. Eventually, there's a moment in the match, great, a great gear change by Nathan Frazier, where this kid who has been avoiding, trying to do his best to avoid the hard strikes from Elia, and he's using what he does best, his speed, his high flying. But eventually, man, if you're getting hit, and you're getting pounded. Sometimes you just got to fight back too. Right? So there's a moment where he just kind of like. This gear shift gets enraged. And he just starts throwing freaking forearm shivers to Elia, And now they're, they're just going back and forth to forearms. But not like. What you see in a lot of promotions try to copy. Like. you know, An Ishii Suzuki spot. Where there's hitting each other's forearms. Just standing there in the middle. And. It's. It's. It's good when they do it. I mean, but this is better because it—you could see the 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 fire in both men's eyes, and you can see Elia just starting to get weakened by these shots. Nathan Frazier—he's—he's—he's he's he's going to another level over here, and he's getting—oh my God—he has this Phoenix splash, and it, it looked looked pretty rough where he landed on 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 Elia. But you know, they're just nuts, these guys. And he lands it, great false finish. Um, there's another great, there's like a couple of really good false, but not not overly done. Like you see in a, in a Young Bucks match where they just do everything in the book. All of these big time finishers and they just, they're just kicking out. It, the false finish just becomes a cheap pop. Here it's not. It's, it's really part of the story of t- survival. But it's believable that there's. It's not a. You don't believe it's a performance because of how they are conveying their their violence and their will, their willingness to do whatever to win, and not in a way where they're pulling hair and cheating. It's just they're throwing everything in these blows. The power bombs are are they they you know they looked fast and vicious and like your she's trying to like Eli trying to drive Nathan Frazier through the mat. And, you know, eventually, Elia wins. And like I said, just like that Walter match in Nathan Frazier, this match is the same thing. At the end, you're like, man, Nathan Frazier one day is going to win that NST UK Championship. And I hope one day it's in front of a big, large crowd. I know um, this, this most recent taping that just happened, I think, this week. Um, I think they take like six weeks of television. They take a lot of stuff. And they... It's back with fans again. You know, Omicron, the Omicron variant, you know, really hit London hard. So, you know, they 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 shut it down for fans in attendance. Or so for a few weeks, we were back with no fans. This this match had no fans, which I kind of wish it did. It, it and not like it didn't like. It would have added to it. It it, it wasn't necessary because these collectors these NXT matches are so good. They just they just oh man, they just. They don't really need fans. The store is there, right? So. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy prize, price, Priceline. I've talked about NXT UK a lot. It's, I mean, I know a lot of people are just like, I'm over WWE. You know, a lot of people are frustrated with the main, main product. They're frustrated with NXT 2.0, and I get that. Totally, I get that. But NXT UK has some really good stuff. Now, there is some stuff that's driving me insane. I have seen some of the vignettes have been really bad lately. Like this Isla Dawn Wiccan witch deal she's doing leading up to her match with Miyako Satomura for the women's title. I mean, it looks like a a, a full moon presentation, you know, film, but, but not as good in my opinion, or it looks like an Evanescence vid- music video. I don't know. I just don't, I just don't like it. Um, I didn't like, like, I love the tag team of Jack Stars and Dave Mastiff. You got this little speedster, technical wrestler, and Jack Stars with uh, Dave Mastiff, this big wrecking ball. And they had to do this whole vignettes for the next couple weeks. It was just so over the top and cheesy. It's like, why can't? These two guys come together. They both have their strengths. They're gonna bring it together and mold into this great tag team and go for the tag team titles. Manage some bumps and roads as they're both learning a team, but they finally get that, get that continuity, and they go and they win matches. Why can't it be like that? Why can't it be that fucking simple? I just don't understand. It just drives me nuts when WWE does this. Like there has to be characters and stories, and yes. You can have characters, you can have stories, but some people are just wrestlers, and these two guys are wrestlers. And Massive's a gimmick himself; he's a big wrecking ball, like three hundred and something pounds, almost four hundred pound guy, right? And, and Jack Stars is a character. Yeah, he's silent. He doesn't. He's. He doesn't. He. He's smaller, but he's so technical. He knows every trick in the book, and that's why he's so successful. I don't know. It's just. It just frustrates me when I see them. They need to do all this to say, "Hey, they're attacking you now." You don't need that. You need to put them together. You may need a pro- couple promos together, and they need to win some matches. They can lose some, like I said, and learn to grow as a team, and finally put it all together and become challengers and and eventually champions. I think they'd be great champions. Um, but you know, check it out, NXT UK next week. Two great matches on the show. Um, The main event is going to be Noam Dar defending his Heritage Cup title against Joe Coffey. Both great, talented wrestlers. Two of my favorites to watch on that brand. The Heritage Cup is a great championship. It's a six-round match. um, And all these Heritage Cup matches have been great. And with Noam Dar and Joe Coffey in it, it's going to be great as well. Also on this show will be... A-Kid versus Charlie Dempsey. If you don't know who Charlie Dempsey is, it's the first time you listen to the show. Charlie Dempsey is William Regal's kid. He's a chip off the old block. Um, this is going to be great because you got A-Kid who's a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu guy. That, that's his style. And you have Charlie Dempsey who's like the old catch wrestler. So you have like that great dynamic. Catch versus Jiu-Jitsu, right? So it's it's going to be very unique when you see like these technical matches, you see, Oh, it's just going to be any old grappling matches. We've seen a lot of those. I think it's going to be a lot different. And a kid is sensational. Charlie Demption's a prodigy and it's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm really, really excited about next week. And, and, uh, unfortunately next week's gonna be so busy with the WXW 16 carat tournament. I won't be able to review it, but I'm going to share my thoughts on Twitter. So make sure you follow me at LaRocca jail, you know, I love talking about great wrestling. I love talking to, I love sharing it. And I love to get the word out. Cause it, it, it should be out there. People should be watching these great wrestlers and great matches. Um, that's why I just went to Garrett and said, you know what? I want to do a show talking about what a lot of people aren't talking about. I want to talk about, you know, NXT UK. I want to talk about, you know, promotions out, you know, in the European scene. Um, you know, we already have guys that do a Japanese show. Like, I, I cover that scene, but I want to talk about some indies. You know, I want to, I want to talk about a lot of the mainstream people aren't talking about right now. So and it has been going good. Take it on podcast is doing really well. And I thank you all for listening. I think it's been awesome. I really do appreciate that. Now I want to go into my, my dream team announced team segment. And I've been wanting to do this for a while. Like I said, when I watch wrestling and it just, just becomes working wrestling, right? When I was a promoter, when I was a booker, um, I always... It wasn't just about the wrestlers to me. Like, a lot, I I see that a lot of indies or a lot of promotions. It's almost like, well, we just have a ref here to count. Like, so that's why they think the ref... And I don't think that way when it's... Referees are very important. You need great referees. You need top quality referees because they give the credibility to what's going on in the match, right? Like if you have this referee just sitting there in the corner, waiting to count three, doing nothing, fans aren't stupid, right? They'll see that guy doing nothing. I think, and it all of a sudden just takes them out of the match. And, and now they're watching uh, a performance and not suspending disbelief. So I always had, I'd make sure I had good referees to communicate to the wrestlers. When I, when I, uh, had something need to be done that kind of knew what I wanted from the wrestling. Um, uh, my best friend, Tom Caster, that was an NXT UK referee. Uh, sorry, NXT, NXT referee, not NXT UK, though he is involved in that as well. Um, you know, like he was my guy. He was my head referee and he, I, he knew exactly what I want and he would, you know, convey that to the other referees. Although I would talk to referees as well, the referees as well, and so that's important. Your play-by-play team is important. Your interviewer is important. If these people don't have credibility, your wrestling doesn't have credibility. The guys in the ring don't have credibility. So I was thinking, like, because I've been watching a lot of great young athletes a lot of great young workers from all over like i said the european scene to on the indie scene and you know being a former booker and it's been a while you know when i was you know I, i booked um all Pro Wrestling out of uh, Hayward, California, close to San Francisco. I booked that from 2008 to 2012. Then I started Premier Wrestling. I did that from 2013 to 2016. And then when Premier Wrestling closed down, I ended up going back to All Pro Wrestling um, from 2016 to 2019. And then you know, at that time, I was getting ready to have another baby, and it was just too much at the time. And I didn't want to, you know, put my wife, I don't want to have her, like, just, you know, it's a tough man. There's little ones. We got other little ones and I would just be a bad husband and a bad father. If I decided just to run around doing wrestling while she has all this work on her plate. So I took a break from it. And luckily I've got my itch scratched from doing podcasts with Gary Gonzalez on the fight game media podcast. We're doing some great stuff on the wrestling observer website. It's been a lot of fun. And I've been loving doing Take It Home podcasts here on the free Fight Game Media Podcast feed. Um so but I so I always think about when I'm watching everyone, I think about how I'd use them, and and you know, I just constantly thinking of ideas. It just it doesn't my brain is my book of brain does not stop. It just doesn't stop. And and it's so much fun to think about this stuff. And it's also frustrating because I have no place to give the outlet to it, right? So I do what I can from, you know, whatever whatever uh, word I could spread about certain talent, you know, from the people I know that could help them out or just, just get the word online about them. And so I, he was here on Take It On Podcast. I want to shout out the announce team because like I said, very important. Um, And my my lead play-by-play guy, would be Dave Bradshaw. He does the WXW English for English uh, commentary. This guy is so great. I love his voice. I love his energy. He does this show all by himself, though I think he is doing WXW with someone. And I and I believe that's going to be the person I'm going to talk about in my other position I have on this show. Um, but Dave Bradshaw's great. great. Um, like I said, I started watching WXW in 2021 i was i was watching i'm like you know what i'm gonna take a look at these quote unquote indies on the wwe uh network or peacock network that's i first started watching progress and i like progress did i checked out wxw and i really like wxw i think that's like of the three promotions on there uh progress uh icw out of uh out of scotland and um and wxw which is out of germany I think WXW is just the best of those three, and I'm knocking those other two. I think I think they're they're great. They have their strengths, but WXW just does a lot of things just right. And one of the things that's right is Dave Bradshaw. He is such a great play by play guy. Uh, like I said, I started watching 2021. That I don't know much history about WXW. I just know one of the guys I work closely with in Premiere and APW. Uh, man, I just enjoyed booking and working with uh timmy thatcher worked there and he had nothing but good things to say about wxw um jeff cobb my good friend he has worked there as well so he's told me he enjoyed his time in wxw when he went up there to work so you know i that's what i knew i knew it was like a lot of people enjoyed working there when they went and and so i don't know a lot of these guys i don't know bobby guns i don't know uh i i uh just others on this show, like arrows are hungry. I didn't know these guys, right? But David Bradshaw, he's just so good. Always filling in some history, filling in some where these guys started and who they've been and how they, how they, what, what position they are in the scene where they're at. And so I just love it. So like, I don't think he's a perfect guy to have as a playback guy, right? In my opinion, a guy that's going to tell that story. You need a great storyteller. You need a guy with credibility telling that story. That's Dave Bradshaw. So, I mean, one of my just treats of watching WXW is to watch, to listen to his commentary. I just, I just enjoy, especially, you know, even like when a heel does something dastardly. And he kind of knocks it like, oh man. But it's not like over the top. It's just like, like, you know, he's, he's still doing it in a credible way. It's not just being total like over the top and trying to, yeah, just trying to say, oh, this—that's horrible. That. But he—he you know, he just makes a comment about it, and it's—it's it's very smooth. I, so, really talented guy. Um, my ringside interviewer—I have two interviewers. My ringside interviewer is another guy from WXW. His name is Alan Jackson. Man, this also hooked me in WXW. The interviews, Alan Jackson. I just enjoyed when he would interview someone at ringside or even in the back. But I really enjoyed how he handled himself at ringside. Very credible interviewer. He's not, he's not a gimmick. He is, he's like a sports interviewer, right? That would go and get the interview and, and he wouldn't overshadow the talent. He let the talent, he let the talent say what he needs to say or say what she needs to say. And, even if it's a heel, if a heel get he gives him attitude or says something, he 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 lets it roll off. He doesn't, you know. He gets he 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 uh, he registers it a little bit, you know. But it's not like he's just not made a fool of, and he doesn't make himself be made a fool of. And the and the wrestlers treat him with respect. And so when you see that, what when you see see everyone started treating the interviewer with disrespect because of the rock way right? he made that famous with kelly kelly and michael cole and whoever right you know he'd always you know and so all of a sudden like all these promotions thought that's what the that's what the interview is he's supposed to be made fun of and all these any wrestlers like well that's what you're supposed to do you're supposed to that's how you get over you make fun of it you make fun of the, your the interviewer but they don't understand like when you kill the credibility of the interviewer just like how you kill if you kill the credibility of a referee that interview has ends up losing the whole interview loses credibility you lose it, credibility because now that's overshadowing what you're saying right like and it takes away from what you're trying to trying to get over and trying to convey and it just throws the interview out in my opinion but alan jackson is is just great at this job he is a highlight. He can speak very different languages, and so I would hire him for post match ringside interviewers. I loved ringside interviewers. Um, it come from, it came from the love of sports, right? Uh, but when I really got into uh, MMA in, in two thousand, got yeah, what was that? Two thousand nine is when things started really. So I really get any. More, I mean, I watched MA from the start of UFC, but uh, really things started clicking. You know, when Brock Lesnar went to UFC, that kind of like spiked my interest again in MA, and and I just enjoyed the post match interviews and I and I liked I liked that. I love that sports element. So when I did Premiere, which is a very sports based promotion, uh, in some ways shoot style, and you know i i I only had like five to six matches sometimes seven but each match ended with the winner being interviewed like you see on an MMA card right so and they would talk about what's next and and you know everyone's talking about the championship because that's what you should want and you know if you're competing in any kind of sport you want to be the top team or top guy or top girl and so, I I think it's very important to have a post-match interviewer. Now, I also think it's great. You need a very important backstage interviewer. And who I would hire for my backstage interviewer is from ICW. Her name is Jennifer Louise. She is just like Alan Jackson in WXW. Really good. Um, handles both. Baby faces and heels really well. When a heel gets cocky and arrogant and spews out some lies and just talks about what they're going to do, she's, you know, she's like, okay, uh, but it's not in a cheesy way. And again, she adds so much credibility to the interview as she's interviewing these wrestlers. It just makes the, the interview just that much. More, more, I'm more engaged because of her, right? Um, and as I write this, as when this show gets on the air, I think I just saw on her Twitter that it's her birthday on March 5th, so happy birthday, Jen Louise. She's, uh, I, I think you're a fantastic talent, and so I hope you have a great day, and I hope one day all these three individuals get hired by the WWE or AEW, because they are extremely talented and a great benefit to the promotions they work for, but but like, like so, all, this would be my dream team. Dave Bradshaw, play to play. I don't need a color guy. If I had to get a color guy, and Nigel McGinnis was available, I would get him. But Dave Bradshaw would be my guy. The call, to play to play. That's all I need. He is the one man show. He can carry it, no problem at all. Post match interviewers. I want Alan Jackson to take that role. He's. He is the he is the guy that's going to give me that that first reaction from the wrestlers He's gonna give the fans their first reaction from the wrestler after they win a big match and you know he just handled himself so well in it post match I'm no, sorry backstage interview before a match even maybe even you know probably all before matches because you already have a post match interview at ringside but before a match you know a big big Bang event or you know Jennifer louise perfect for that role. Perfect. I think she can handle live at ringside as well. You could flip flop Alan Jackson and Jeffrey Louise and you you'd be fine. You won't lose anything. Anything at all. But I'm try- I was trying to do do my best to separate them. So you know and see so, so I that's that's my team. That's my team. And I wanna shout them out because talent needs to be talked about. Talent needs to be it's tough, you know. They're they're on the european wrestling scene and you know it's still it's very uh, a niche audience so i hope just i, don't, I just want to be part of spreading the word on on great talent you know i i love wrestling um my wife <laughs> my wife just, she's like you're always watching something and it's it's oh, i've been like that since i first started watching it like i it just something that just consumed me and it still consumes me to this day and one of my favorite things about wrestling is next up, next generation. Um, and I've been like that for all sports I watch. I'm a big baseball fan, and you know the rookies. Obsessed with the rookies. Um, when I watched MMA, it was all about who's coming up next, who's the next GSP, etc. Who's going to be that next, the next you know great fighter? Um, it's always exciting to see someone from you know starting off and moving up, and so that's why I love about indie wrestling. And so I've always been, you know, gravitating to those young wrestlers. And then when I started getting involved in wrestling in 1987, very long time ago now, and, um, you know, working as a manager, you know, performing as a manager and then, um, end up being a booker, which was my true dream job because I was just, I love the creative process of professional wrestling, but I love working with young talent, you know, um, and it's like my, my true passion seeing a young kid from a different area and be like, Hey, come over here. I want, I think you got some raw, 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 raw ability. I want to help you mold it. Right. I just enjoy that. It's so much fun to see young workers grow and and it's tough to get the word out. Even in this day and age with all the internet and everything like that, it's like still a lot of people still focus on, of course, WWEW. um, there's a lot of people that get a lot of attention online that are just some, some fucking bad wrestlers, dude. I'm sorry, I'm, you know, I just think it's, it's, and I'm like, man, you're talking about this person who can't even lock up. You should be talking about this person who's a freaking star. And so, same thing with great referees, same thing with great play by play, great interviewers. They just need to be. Shout out, and that's why that's why I really want to do this segment because I really I really just appreciate appreciate those talents and and I want to get the word out. So, all right, so back to some wrestling. Um, this I watched some Wrestle Open. Um, I haven't watched this week's show. Wrestle Open is the uh, I guess it's like what a an umbrella promotion under Beyond Wrestling, right? It's all about the young talent which 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 I love as I talked about um, it's about you know two hour show these kids get ten minutes to have a match and that's like you know they all go they all go ten minutes they go shorter but but you know they get a chance to work and weekly and build their uh, build their on their characters and work on their craft and so it's a lot of fun to watch Wrestle open and they're on their ninth show now that just happened this past Thursday and it's just cool to see like each week their growth and I want to talk about two matches from last week's episode that was February uh 24th that was Wrestle Open number eight so you can find it on IWTV um IWTV is a pretty cool service um I'm I'm lucky to have a connection (laughs) connection with that service and um it's it's cool like if you're into independent wrestling there's a lot of content on there um and it's just kind of you know fun to bounce around and check out all these different promotions. I kind of like, I'll, just, I'll check on a card here and there and, and kind of go through. And that's what I kind of did. And I'll talk about action wrestling later on. But um, but yeah, it, it's a good service. It's only $10 a month, which is not too bad if you really love independent wrestling. I think they have a lot of great content on there. So definitely give them a shot. And I think you're going to enjoy it now. Two matches I want to talk about from Wrestle Open 8. Like I said, it happened last Thursday, February 24th. Um, the first match was, uh, I think it was match two or three on the show, was Alec Price versus Tyree Taylor. Um, Alec Price has kind of been the feature guy on Wrestle Open. He's been in a lot of main events on the show. He's this long, lanky kid, kind of built like Edge, right? He just has that same kind of frame. And... He's a heel, and he comes out. He is just energy and intensity, like, from the entrance to leaves back to that curtain. This kid really grew on me, and he grew on me really fast, and I just love watching him. He has that, like I said, intensity like a macho man running savage. He's unhinged like macho man. He keeps attacking. I don't think this kid has... His gas tank never runs on an empty. He just goes, goes, goes. But he's a good worker, and he puts things together right. Tyree Taylor, I really like him. He's a bigger guy, big personality, very charismatic guy. Comes out. uh, I'm trying to describe what he looks like. I think you all know who Shane Taylor is in RH, right? Bigger guy. um, He's a little smaller than Shane Taylor, but I just like this guy. I like his work better. I just think he's just he's he's a lot more athletic. Um I love his like he comes out with a chain around his neck, this big old thick chain. Um, you know, God, I would love to have this guy. I would love to book this guy. And just He's he just a, a babyface that it's a guy, a cool guy you want to get behind, right? And you could be that cool babyface um hero, you know? Um and he like He's a bigger guy, but he can he can move right. He does like this cool little bottom rope to second rope springboard European uppercut, like and for his size, you're like holy shit, right? Like, why, how, how do you just pull that out? This match here was just I don't know how the whole time it was, but I think it was maybe four minutes, maybe a little longer, but it was like balls to the wall like uh, throughout the whole match. And at one point, they they, they did a spot where. Uh, he Alec Price goes for a double stomp as Tyrese in a standing position. And the spot was he's supposed to catch him and then and then uh price is gonna still jump up and still hit the uh uh the double stomp. But first time around really didn't come off the way he wanted to. Um but they kept working, you know? They didn't freak out, they went back to it. Like it, it was it didn't come out the way they wanted to the first time, but also didn't look like that big of a mess up. Like, you know, like it, it, it wasn't that noticeable. It, it, it made sense, you know, to the, to the match. And you could see like, Oh, you know, it's still, he still hit an offensive move. Um, so he goes back to it and they go back to the spot and he jumped out. Price jumps off and he just, he's, you know, he's great. Cause he makes his body. He spreads his long arms out and he jumps up and he crouches down and just, Puts his legs out there and Tyree catches him. He lands on his shoulders, right? So Tyree has him on his shoulders and you're like, oh shit. But then he, then Price just jumps off his shoulders and still hits that double stomp. And it was brutal looking because he does land on Tyree when he comes down. But it was awesome. So I highly recommend this match. Check it out. Really good stuff. These kids are a lot of fun to watch. I look forward to watching their matches. You know, when I I seen Alec Price, I think he's a great heel. I think he's I love him as a heel. I see him as a baby face, and he's a good baby face. He can do that role for you if you book him that way. And he'll do fine. But I think what really he excels in is that unhinged heel, like just intensity. He's screaming, yelling at the fans. He had that slapable face. That's a heel you want just to go in there. You want to see his ass get beat, right? But, but he just keeps winning in Russell open. And uh, he's in the main event of the show on, uh, wrestling open nine, which happened this past Thursday. I'm going to try to check that out sometime this weekend and, and watch it. So look forward to that. Second match was the main event. Ray jazz versus love, Doug, love, Doug. Who's just grown on me. this guy comes out, uh, Blowing kisses, throwing rose petals, and all that. But he's a good little worker. Um, he reminds me of Bayface, Adrian Street, not as over top with makeup and everything like that, but you know, that's like that's how that's a vibe I get for him. Uh, Bayface, Adrian Street from like nine 1987, uh Continental. You know, like he's just uh, and he's just fun and a likable Bayface. Ray Jazz is this. Um, amateur wrestling star from uh, Jersey. He has that jock douchebag vibe, vibe of him about him, and he comes out and he has his jazz tip of the day, and he's and he's doing a great job with this. He, when he first started his jazz tip of the day, it was a little rough, right? It was a little, it wasn't. I was like, okay, he's working on something. Then he he's just been keeping at it and perfecting it, and. Like, just this past couple of shows, he's been like the jazz tip of the day, taking a beat, letting the crowd boo, get some heat, then does it again. Then he starts again, jazz tip of the day, <laughs> you know, and it just keeps. And so he's been really working on it and really making it a crowd participation thing where they're just, it just gets, their boos get louder as he keeps stopping and starting again and really enjoy this match. Uh, hit that, that, that that gimmick he does and this match I enjoyed it well great heel bay face dynamic they've been building up for the last couple weeks I thought the bill's been kind of <laughs> but the but the you know the since the, this fan base at Wrestle Open they love love Doug and they hate Ray Jazz it's one of those matches that just works right and they told a really good story back and forth to action a lot of peaks and valleys and uh, a lot of momentum sh- shifts and changes, and a really good finish, though I th- think the execution, they just, they just missed it a little bit. It was a little bit too much, and I'll explain. You know, Love Doug's fine making this big comeback. He looks like he's about to win, but then Jazz gets a quick roll-up, handful of tights, but he also gets his feet on the ropes. The feet of the ropes, in my opinion, was unnecessary because – it kind of made the finish a little bit clunky because he got Ray Jazz pulling the ropes. His body's contorted. He's trying to. He's got his feet on the ropes. The referee, now he could have done a better job of being in a better position to where he's by the shoulders of Love Doug, so he can. He's missing. He's missing the tights and he's missing the legs. But where he was, it's like he. He's in a position where people are like people go, well, but come on, ref, you could see his legs there, so you. The heat's going to the ref a little bit. Um, it still got a lot of heat. The finish, and I, you know, they, so they end up it end up working out well in the end. But also, I think Jazz all you need to do is really do the tights and really stack them, and I, I think that would have been perfect. I think maybe the, uh, the 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 ropes were a little too much to to, to cheat the pin. Love Duck. like you, you know, you're not holding down freaking Hulk Hogan. You know what I mean? Like so. But still a really fun match. If you're if you're like me, who loves the old I can't say old. This is a sad day today. Like it should be always like this. Great bay face, great heel dynamic. So um really uh I'd give those shows a shot. Those shows a shot. Wrestling open eight. Check those matches out. Um it's on, again on IWTV. Now, last coat matches I want to talk about also on iwtv this this actually took place on january 21st i was kind of scrolling through and i saw the uh, the icon there for action uh, action wrestling and they're out of uh, tyrone georgia and this is a match i kind of saw the uh, the clip of the end um in uh all over twitter when it happened it's uh the, was the main event of action wrestling it happened on january 21st my dad's birthday and It was for the IWTV title. I think this is a great idea of that IWTV. The streaming service has their own championship that's defended around all the promotions, and it's like a traveling world champion deal. Um, I think that's really cool. You know, if you're a subscriber for ten bucks a month, you know it's and you're getting invested. Like it's kind of cool that and they're doing this thing. And I'll talk about the angle that they're doing with Beyond Wrestling and this. But um, the main event I saw, like I said, the finish was going around. It was. Alex Shelley, the, the IWTV IWTV champion versus AC Mack out of action wrestling. And a lot of people were just kind of sharing the finish and and that's so was like oh, I always wanted to go back and like people were raving about this this the match, the moment. And so I'm like, oh, I always like had that back of my mind. I want to go watch that. So finally I did. I watched it the other day and I actually watched the whole show. Um, over a period of time, over like a week. I kind of watch a match here and there. And I want to talk about two matches. I'm, one, I'm going to talk about that main event. The other match I want to talk about is a match between Anthony Henry, who was uh, in NXT. God, what was his name? I forget his name in NXT. Something Hale, I think it was. An- An- Anthony Hale, I think it was. Um, Anthony Henry, I remember seeing him from Evolve. He was signed um just for a short time in NXT before they had a big freaking uh shift in philosophy and he was you know part of that cuts they had and unfortunate they cut a lot of great guys a lot of great talent a lot of young talent and it's funny because they want to go younger but they were I don't know. It was insanity, and it's still kind of insanity going on right, there, right in there right now. And he wrestled Adam Priest, and Adam Priest I mentioned last week. He was on Terminus. He wrestled uh, Invictus Cash in that pre-show opener. It was a really good match. Um, and I talked about how much I really enjoy Adam Priest's work. I've seen him on AEW Dark, and I've seen him on a few other indies. So you know, I saw Adam Priest is on this card. I'm gonna watch. I've seen. I know Anthony Henry. I'm gonna watch this match. Right. Uh, this show they had a nice crowd. I think they said they had like 250 people and this crowd was really into the wrestling. They're really excited about the rest. You know, they're into it. Right. And, and the production is, is good. It could be better with the the camera work. I don't know what was going on, but like, the hard time at times would kind of like get blurry then and, and get clear, like it blurry for like a second or two. So some, I, I'm not technical to cameras, you know. I, don't, I I leave it up to my my director when I, when I was booking to, to fix those kind of issues. All I said was like, I saw something, I said, just fix it, right? So um, I was gonna uh, text my buddy, Matt Del Rosa, who I started Premiere Wrestling with, cause he's a big tech whiz. I didn't get a chance to te- text. I totally forgot I was gonna text him so I could find out what was going on with that. But either way, it was a little bit distracting during the, these matches and took away some of that stuff. So I hope they clear I hope It was just one of those things that someone missed and hope oh, next time they kind of cleared up after they rewatched the show. But Anthony Henry versus Adam priest. And I was digging this match for a good while. Anthony Henry came out just a cocky, arrogant, um, you know, just nose in the air, and he's wrestling Adam priest and Henry's just just big time at him just kind of like getting his face and like he do something to him and then get in his face and flip him off right and then priest would be like all right all right whatever whatever man they continue to wrestle priest would do something again but then Henry would do something once again put his finger right in his face middle finger like and priest know uh, he's he's starting to get a little heated now right all right all right, all right, all right man. And they do this a couple times, The finally Priest just goes back and unloads and knows. But then Henry would cut him off, and, and Henry's stuff was looking really good. He was physical and vicious. He would get him in the ropes to step on his face and do some cool healing. And I'm like, okay, this is a side I haven't seen from him, man. And in NXT, he was a baby face, and he was good. He's a talented uh, guy. Um, I remember I matched – God, I, I watched a couple of 205 lives. I'm like, during this time frame uh, in 2021, I was just – Decided to check out like what's going on with that show. I haven't watched that show since the very beginning, and there was this hell of a match between Tony Nese and An- and Anthony Hale, I guess his name was, and uh, it was <laughs> tremendous. I don't I don't know the air date, but you can e- easily find. I think they only wrestled once on that show. It was great, and but I love seeing this healing side, this heel side from Anthony Henry. Like I said, physical, just being, just oh man, and then like and. Priest is a good worker. He's selling. He's you're, he's getting that sympathy. You wanted to see him get that big comeback. You know he fights back, and he he's a little guy, but he's a stocky guy. Like you know, stocky like a uh, a Benoit from like his rookie year, nineteen ninety seven. As I mentioned last 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 week's episode with Terminus. You know, and he chops hard, and and you know he's he's smaller, so he has to put up a fight, man. He's like he's like he's the small dog that doesn't quit. You know, and, and he's always gonna fight. You know, he's standing up to everyone. He don't care how big you are. So, so it's going really good. Henry dumps into the floor. I'm like, okay, great. Okay, get some heat on the floor. This is where it fell off for me. Yo, Henry whips Priest into the chairs at ringside. It, he didn't need this. He was doing such a great job of just punishing heat and being physical and the great body language as a heel, you know, when you're wrenching on an armbar or a head side headlock or a hold, and adding a little extra extra malice to it, all uh, oh, that was great. This was like unnecessary. Throw the guy in the chairs, getting people to move out of their seats. Uh, just didn't need to hear. And then this is where it started falling really down. And I was getting like so disappointed at this point because we're having such a great beginning of this match. Henry goes to the corner and he starts trying to take off the top turnbuckle pad. Now, he's doing this when he's in control, right? So there's no need for him to go take the turnbuckle pad off. Anyways, he gets it, he gets uh, pliers, cuts it off. It took forever, killed the moment of the match. Um, when They had. They started. They started getting it back, but then it just kind of just kind of fell apart. And you know, it would have. It didn't need that. It didn't need any of this, right? Like, it it was. It was. They could have done something else. And again, you like. Why is the referee disqualifying him? It's right in front of the referee. He's taking off the turnbuckle pad. Remember when you guys would do that behind the referee's back, or it came out came off quote-unquote accidentally when someone's trying to pull someone out of the corner and they pull them too hard and the guy's holding on to the turnbuckle and pulls the turnbuckle so now they're exposed but you know the referee can't disqualify anyone it's you know not it's technically not their you know fault it just happens you gotta work through the referees you know trying to keep them away for that corner and you know they of course someone hits it and they lose right they could have done something like that they could have gimmicked <laughs> they had zip ties on like they like you do with these turn vocal pads and uh a lot of cases on the indie scene, they use they do zip ties and so he can't they can't really do that spot it was so tight you can't do a spot where they just kind of accidentally quote quote pa- pull it off but um yeah so yeah and ultimately it ended up being a bummer but not for the I thought like I said I, I want I, I wish they could just run it back and and cut all the shenanigans out and it would have been a really good match. Now, the main event, um, like I said, IWTV champion Alex Shelley versus AC Mack. Um, AC Mack has a hell of a promo. Big personality. Um, local star there. The fans love him. I mean, uh, they, they've they really built this up well for his challenge to the title. Made this belt mean, for me, Like I I, I think I've seen a couple of IWTV matches, like Wheel of Yuta versus... I think it was Daniel Garcia or someone, whatever. Um, I didn't even get a chance to even go back to watch when Alex Shelley won the belt from Wheeler Yuta. Heard that was a good match as well. But, I mean, they really built this match up to really make it important. And Alex Shelley, such a veteran, 20 years in the wrestling business, I I enjoy watching his work. Still looks, this, like, young. Like, yeah, this guy does not age, right? Like, and he's just as athletic as before, you know? Like, when he's younger and still smooth in the ring and he comes out with a swagger, right? And people are just booing. He's playing the crowd, great crowd control with his body language, his attitude. Um, You know, AC Mac has this big entrance that he does. And the fans all say his entrance with him. I want to see what AC Mac, how he looks outside of this promotion. I want to see how, if he, if he, if, his charisma translates it, but here, of course, local star feels like a star, right? Um, good promo. Like I, I, he's a very confident kid and I, I enjoyed what he was doing out there. Um, the match was, like I said, a really well done. Um, the story of the match was Shelly was like working on AC max left arm and Max did a great job selling it. And it was great job of making those little comebacks and, Shelly was cutting him down and stopping him and, you know, they keep working their work, work back up. And, and it was really good. A really just high level stuff. Shelly was just really doing a great job with AC Mack here. And AC Mack was there on his spots to, you know, for his moment, you know, and Shelly was giving his, it was his AC's max time to make the comeback. He was there. Um, He was AC Mack came through and it was going good. And, of course, the crowd was great. And it, it got a little cheesy with the CEO of the company and the ref, other wrestlers in the locker room all surrounding. But it did add to the atmosphere. And, and it, got, it got the fans even more pumped up. The finish, oh, this is such a nitpick. and I don't want to nitpick such a great match. But the finish was uh, Alex Shelley hits this variation of the DT. Um and connects with it, locks on his Motors City stretch, which is the which is the Regal Stretch, I believe. And and AC Mac reverses it and pins him. Now, it, it just kind of seemed like it wasn't the time for that. I don't know. Like, because I if I would have just if I was Shelly, I would have cut out the DT. Because he, like he survives this very of DT, which looked great. AC Mac took it really well. And then he, you know, gets gets his hold, and it's it, is, it wasn't on too long. And then AC Mac reverses it, and gets the pin. I think what should have happened was he goes for that various DT, tries to hit it. AC or Mac reverses. There's a little bit of back and forth. Finally, Shelly oh, gets him right in the middle of the lock on that motor city. Motor City uh, uh, stretch. Gets him down. It's in the middle. It's over. Right when he gets down to the mat. Then you do the quick reverse. AC Mac pins on one, two, three. I just thought the DT was a bit too much. Like, it it almost did it. Almost killed that move. Like, he just ends up still being able to reverse it. And I just, I just, I didn't like that. But I'm not going to take it away from being a really good match. And it was. It was a, it was. It was it was nice to see a veteran go in there, understand his role as the heel champion, and understand this this nice I call again, you know, a twenty year veteran, he's done it all. Getting that getting that heat from that crowd to build to that moment was good. Really good overall. So definitely check out Action Wrestling. I think I'm gonna two I am going to i want to see more of what they got. You know, I wanna see I want to see AC Mac again. I'm, I'm curious. I want to see. Is this a one time thing? Is this because it was? You know, I want to see if he has the goods. He has the goods on the mic. Ring works is good, but um, I want to see more of him. So I'm interested. I'm. They just had a show. Um, last was it last night? Yeah, no, today. Today, just uh, as I'm recording on Friday, um, they have a show that's going beyond. That was it's on IWTV. Now IWTV, I will tell you this: um, if you miss the live viewing, you can't watch it that night. It seems like like it seems like every time, like I was gonna try to watch wrestling uh, wrestling open on Thursday, like later that night, but it wasn't there yet. So it was like a day later. So the next day, it's on demand. So you know, you just gotta wait a day. Not a big deal. I mean, this is not you know. Yeah, you can wait for any results. I don't think you really need to jump on it live. Uh, if you miss it, then I don't want to be too bummed about it. You can watch the next, the next day on demand. So thanks, everyone, for listening. I appreciate it. Um, kind of went over my little hour I wanted to be, but I had a lot to talk about and a lot of great things. To, you know, a lot of great matches to talk about, a lot of great talent to talk about. So um, this is a fun episode. Thanks for joining me. Follow me on Rocket. LaRoccaJ- La- La- LaRocca- at Larocka JL on Twitter, give me your thoughts on the show. Um, send me recommendations. I know Paul Fontaine. I know you sent me stuff. I do have a full slate coming up. I got this. Like I said, this coming this coming weeks, this next episode of uh, <laughs> Take It On Podcast. It's getting late here, folks. Is going to be uh, WXW 16 karat Gold. The following week's podcast, take it home podcast, is going to be on ICW's Square Go Show, which just dropped today on the Peacock Network. Um, I was hope I was hopeful to talk about it this weekend, but just it it. Oh, sorry, it drops to, it drops tomorrow. Excuse me, it drops on Saturday. I'm like I said, I'm recording Friday. I'm all off in the day. It's been a long day, um, but yeah, it drops tomorrow, Saturday. Unfortunately, I have family in town, so. Um, it just wouldn't be the time to watch watch a, a wrestling event and then uh, record on Saturday night. So I'm p- pushing it out for a couple weeks, but I'm looking forward to watching that show. I've never seen a Square Go show. It's a big show from ICW, and they have a, like a Royal Rumble type of match, and um looking forward to it. So, so thanks again for listening. I appreciate it. I uh, hope everyone stays safe out there, and have a good one. Talk to you soon. Take care.